1: We're a nation that's obsessed with celebs, and the more private they are, the more we want to know. Every week in Fabulous Magazine, we talk to our most loved celebrities, whether it's about fashion, beauty, or more personal matters. Now we're going one step further with this series of intimate and tell-all conversations oh, you know, if I'm vegetarian and if I, if I exercise really well,
2: I'm not going to get cancer and I'm going to cancer-proof my life. And I'm like, I've been vegetarian for 25 years, I've run
1: marathons, and you know what about bowel cancer? This is the podcast where I get under the skin of what really makes a woman by meeting the most important lady in their life. question was, what do we like to do together, wasn't oh, it?
0: dancing. Yeah, we do a We lo- do a lot of dances.
1: A lot. We do a lot dancing, don't we? And
0: sometimes it's very embarrassing because we do it in
1: embarrassing places. Mums and daughters may not always be the best of friends, but in this show our fabulous females are brave enough to let us into their personal lives and share the highs and lows of their relationships. I'm Lisa Snowden, this is Things I Told My Daughter, and here's what happened when I met Deborah James and her daughter Eloise. Today I find myself in the talk sports studios, but I'm not here to talk about football, cricket or rugby. Thank goodness, as my knowledge and interest is pretty limited, let's be honest. I'm here, of course, to delve deep into the workings of the mother-daughter relationship. And on this episode, I'm speaking with Deborah James and her daughter, Eloise. Since being diagnosed with stage 4 bowel cancer, Deborah's become a campaigner, raising awareness about bowel cancer. Now, if you don't follow her on social media, you should. Deborah James, a.k.a. The Bow Babe. She's honest, she's funny, and she's quite frankly brilliant. She also co-hosts BBC Five Lives' award-winning podcast, You, Me and the Big C, and she's written a book all about her experiences of living with this disease. It's called F.U. Cancer. I can't wait to sit and have a good old chat with her and meet her nine-year-old daughter, Eloise so hello Deborah James can I call you Debs? absolutely yay you can call you Debs and it's actually so nice to be able to sit and have a chat with you I was just we've met each other a few times in passing at parties in passing at parties you picked up awards at ceremonies I've been at but we As actually, do. actually <laughs> have never sat and had a proper chat and uh, Eloise it's so nice to meet you You're nine years old, aren't you? Yeah. Thank you both so much for joining me in the studio. I mean, you're very at home in a studio, obviously, my fellow broadcaster and podcaster (laughs) and the like. So this is like a second home from home for you, isn't it? I
2: love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I I love a bit of podcasting.
1: Basically, I like to talk. Yeah, that's and you're really good at it. (laughs) And you've got a lovely tone to your voice, so you're just very listenable, (laughs) if that's a word. Somebody somebody called me, I was on a late
2: night night show, and I think he was slightly inappropriate with my voice. <laughs> I okay. was like,
1: I could listen to your voice for a mm. while. And I was thinking, really? <laughs> <laughs> and time to end this conversation. Yeah, I was like, bye <laughs> <laughs> Bye. So to help listeners get to know you both a little bit more, I want to ask you both to describe each other in three words. Debs, I'm going to start with you so Eloise can have a little think. Oh,
2: so Eloise, my darling daughter, you are absolutely crazy. <laughs> that is my first word. <laughs> you are crazy. You are amazing. Thanks. Oh, and you are, I'm going to say that you are the most creative person I know. Thanks. Wow,
0: Aww. really
1: nice. Heloise, do um, you think?
0: So, uh, my first one is crazy. Mm-hmm. As well?
1: Are you copying yeah. mummy.
0: No, I thought of it before. Okay. My second one is funny. Mm. And then my third one is chatty. (laughs) Crazy, funny and chatty. Okay, I'll take that. That's nice. I like that.
1: I like the sound of that.
0: (laughs) I think. Do you think you get a
1: little bit of the crazy from mum? Or do you think she gets it from you? Do you think she copies you? I think
0: she gets it from
1: me. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of mummy is, is Deb's?
0: She's not, like, a very organised one. She's, like, a fun one. (laughs) She's not very strict. Is she strict? No. No? (laughs) She's like, let's go and do a dance. See? I like that.
1: I mean, she's crazy and she's funny. Yeah. And that's, like, the best kind of mum, right?
0: Yeah, she's not, like, the one, like, go and tidy your room or do that. She's, like, a fun one. Oh, Uh, thanks, Al. So
1: So what do you like doing when you're together, then? I know you've just come from a day out together. Well, um, I like shopping with her.
0: Mm. Because
1: that's fun. Do you have the same taste in, in fashion?
0: Sometimes. <laughs> you do?
1: Um,
0: a lot of times, but not all the time. So did
1: you choose your new handbag, or did Mummy choose it?
0: Mummy saw it, and I really liked it. Mm. Yeah. What kind yeah. of fashion do you like? Mmm, hard. I like... Mmm, this is quite hard. I like... i mm, I'm... Uh, you can just say. You
2: can just say. Why don't you talk? So you, Eloise, really likes fashion, don't you? Yeah,
1: I want to be a fashion designer. Oh when wow! I'm older. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, what kind of things do you like? Do you like more floral,
0: more patterns, more? I sort like. Of... I, sh- I like shapes. Okay. Yeah. So Very you can say cool. about the. You want to create a brand, don't you? Yeah, and it's called Glimmerous. Oh, you can't give it away. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: Well, I did that a bit out. Do not want anybody else stealing that idea? Oh, yeah. That's a good name. It's a good it's name, a really right? good name. It's glamorous, big glamorous. Yeah, I like it. So, is it is it got a little sparkle edge to it as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's clothes for like tweens.
2: Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So she came down the other day, and I think this is really good. So this is why I think that she, she's the most creative person I know. I spent four hours on this. You did. So in her fun time, she spent four hours creating a fashion line of like nine different outfits, or was it like twelve? A, a twelve. Okay. 12 to be, to be precise. To be precise. Twelve different outfits mm. that <laughs> included, like, signature shapes and all the different things that she was going to have
0: in, oh her, my, that's in really a clothing
1: cool. line. Hall. Yeah. Well done, you. Thanks. I'm excited <laughs> to see this. And what kind of, so what age range is it sort of aimed at? Well, it's like
0: nine to, like, 19. Oh, cool. Oh, so, like, yeah. quite old. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Old, it's good. Though. Glimmerous is great.
1: I like it. Good for you. <laughs> I, I expect to see um, your... Uh, d- own Instagram accounts too young isn't she? <gasps> no, too- daddy deleted my TikTok and he said I can get Instagram account oh okay well we're not mm, I don't know if mum's agreed with that so we might not
2: well use yeah it's now. a bit difficult isn't it You're, you, she seems to like TikTok at the moment right. no I deleted it you deleted it I'm not down with it okay so I think it's really difficult isn't it with yeah. kids of this age in totally. terms of what they eat. so you know TikTok they're allowed to have accounts Okay. Um, and actually it's kind of what well, I've realised you can be a bit safer with things like Instagram as as long as the, as long as someone like me controls it, because mummy's always on Instagram. Right, I can always see what you're doing. Yeah. So actually, so actually,
1: we're debating at the moment. Mm. We're debating. It's a bit tricky. You isn't never it? know. Watch this space. But I saw your tennis whites. You were twinning in your tennis oh, yeah. whites yesterday. That was really fun, wasn't it? Yeah. It's really nice as well. <laughs> really nice. Nice photos. Nice little bit of um, dancing. Yeah. Which is what I (laughs) saw. Absolutely. We always dance together. So
2: that's something. So your question was, what do we like to do together, wasn't it? Oh,
0: dancing.
2: Yeah, we do a lot. We
0: do a lot of dances. A lot. We do a lot of dancing, don't we? And sometimes it's very embarrassing because we do it in embarrassing places. (laughs) And... But it's still fun. What have we just done today? Well, everyone was looking at us, and we were dancing
1: in Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> and we dancing to any particular music, or just the own the, the song in your head. No, we just sing the song in our head. Brilliant! Yeah. See, I think if you can't just be a little bit crazy, and a little bit f- have a bit of fun. Yeah. You know, I think that's really refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I bet a lot of people were probably very envious that they didn't have the courage to do the same thing you were doing. Yeah, apart from the woman who kept <laughs> so, on, like she got school. out. She was, a, <laughs> <laughs> there was obviously a lady who just needed to do her job so yeah. She just
2: needed to stack the shelves. And essentially, like we were putting the camera up, and every two seconds she kept just like coming in front, putting the flowers up again. I feel like she wanted to be in
1: it. Uh, <laughs> that's why. Can't do you think? That, do you think that was the thing? Yeah, I think maybe she did want to be in it. <laughs> so, Dope, let's go back. A little bit to the start. So you used to be a teacher.
2: Yeah, I was. I've been a teacher. Like I did the whole you know university thing, then trained to be a teacher. I went straight into teaching at the age of twenty-two, um, mainly because I didn't know what else I wanted to do with my life, yeah. and then I knew that I wanted to stay at university. <laughs> And I loved being around kids. I think I am just a big kid. Um, and then I did the whole, I just fell in love with teaching, actually. I tried it and fell and in love with it. How
1: old were the kids that you were teaching?
2: I was teaching up to 18. Okay. Yeah, so I was in was a secondary school. Right. And I taught computer science, so that was my, I blagged it, essentially. <laughs> I think I was the only girl that applied for the course, if I'm being really honest with you. Um, learn kind of, you know, learn on the job and then um, became a deputy head teacher. So I worked my way up really, really quickly. So actually I was training to be a head. Uh, by the time I was then my whole world changed
1: yeah, so
2: just, I literally was about to take on a headship and I was just working really really hard in a school uh, that was actually in special measures at the time and now it's a good school
1: which I love that story Yeah. Um. and then I got diagnosed with bowel cancer and that was in 2016 just literally overnight yeah. everything changed
2: everything changed and I was really um I was kind of really, really busy. You know, when you're just working, you're bum off and you're going through the motions and then I just um I didn't really have time to like stop and think you know you just always assume you've got a future yeah. you always assume like everything's there you assume your kids will be there I was always a really busy working mom too, so I it, you know when you think you're juggling everything but you're not really mm. um but I would did you see much of me Elle?
0: No because she was always either on a work thing or I oh, the only times I real really saw her was the weekends. Right, yeah, okay.
2: and I'm, I'm quite honest with that. I you that's like your perception of yeah. what it was like when I was teaching, mm-hmm. and it's not. That, not that that's a bad thing. I think I just had my priorities
1: wrong. Yeah, you can do but you're that just job. Like that. I mean, you, when you're a mum and you're working, I mean, I'm not a mum, but I, I'm I, I, my sisters are both mums, and I know you're juggling and you're just doing the best you can. You and just it's try like to make and it it work. not enough hours in the day. No. And it's like you know, and you, you do have that mum guilt, of course. But yeah. you still, you've just got to do what you've got to do. You've got to do, and you can't win. Like yeah. you have to accept
2: the fact that you cannot win. So whatever happens, like you either um, you either have to say no, my career is not going to take president so therefore i'm going to like stay home or whatever it might be but the, the actually the biggest challenge was the cost of childcare mm. so the biggest challenge was i was um, i was a teacher but when you've got two kids in childcare actually <sighs> it so you're like it doesn't you, you're not really you're not no. really working for the money that no. sounds really weird to say that but by the time you've you've paid out for two kids in nursery full time you're doing it really for your sanity rather than anything else yeah. so it is a massive massive challenge um and you but you you do you make it work and you just do it but at the same time there's sacrifices that you make and the sacrifices are probably that you you know, you're not really balancing everything
1: out. Yeah. I don't know whether everyone does anyway. No, I any do. I think we're all winging it. We're totally all we're winging, winging it. it. We are. We <laughs> are. But so then, so then you weren't seeing much of your family, but then also you, were you you didn't pick up on any of these signs when you were feeling no. ill you did you just sort of like put that on the back burner as well yeah, so you know, there were little changes really busy. when you thought mm, but you didn't actually book anything to go and see the doctor you no. just thought you know well, i'm I tired because did... i'm working too hard absolutely so, what, so what were it. the symptoms so what were
2: my symptoms so really clear like my symptoms were i was really tired ab- yeah. abnormally tired i remember like being suffering drinking like seven eight cups of tea a day and it not doing anything for my energy levels and I'm somebody who who is quite energetic. I was working out but I was losing weight but then the key thing was that I was pooing blood and I had a change of bowel habits and it was really crampy and I was going to the poo. I'm going to say that word. I was going to the poo like... Eight times a day, Gosh. but I assumed that it was stress. Yeah, and also caffeine. If you're having a lot and caffeine. of caffeine, and then you just you just assume it was everything else, and then I booked appointments to go to the doctors, um, and I went. But the problem is, is that I was pooing fresh blood, and there's this misconception that basically fresh blood is like hemorrhoids or like yeah, or a tear or, or a tear, tear. Something, that's... something really benign, which statistically it probably is. But actually, then what happened was... um, So it it wasn't... Well, yeah, I was pretty much dismissed because I looked healthy. Because actually
1: on paper... And statistically, you at 35... it don't I mean when I think about bowel cancer and this is probably wrong I think food yep absolutely and, which and, is right and, and, lifestyle and lifestyle and making poor choices but you're 35 you're vegetarian yep. you exercise you've never smoked there was all these things so actually yep. there was. you didn't look not that I'm not sure what a typ- typical person who has bowel cancer looks like but you yeah. it wasn't you. It wasn't me. So it, there, it, there are some hard facts, yeah. and the hard facts are that
2: about fifty percent of cancers, not cancers, bowel cancers specifically, forty mm. percent um, of other cancers, but fifty-four percent of bowel cancers um, are lifestyle factors, and so that will be age, more likely to be male. You eat a lot of red meat, yeah. you smoke, you drink um you don't work out. So all the exactly how you're describing it. And that's about half the cases about cancer. And then the other half, um, are just for you know, it's crap luck, if I'm being honest with you. And no, there's not really any rhyme or reason for it. And I'm everybody says always oh, there's something genetic. And I've been tested for that. And thankfully for the sake of um, Ellie and, and Hugo there's not. Um But the majority of others that there is no rhyme or reason. It's just one of those things. And actually it's on the, it's on the increase. Like you'll see the headlines every single day and I write about it all the time. It's on the increase. And all the people who are being diagnosed look like me. We're kind of fit, young, healthy, active. We shouldn't have it. And there is no kind of reason for it. And even, um, my oncologist, who is one of the top researchers in the country and the world, in fact, they haven't got the answers at the moment. Um, so it is quite scary, and it's something that, you know, we are addressing, and that's why I campaign about it. Yeah. It can
1: happen to me, it can happen to anyone, right? I mean, the attitude that you have is, I mean, you say that you're living with cancer. Yeah. You're not fighting, you know, because people say, I'm a, I'm a cancer fighter, or, oh, you know. I'm not, it's not like, keen a, a on that. completely <laughs> different attitude, and I think quite, it, it's so important that you have that attitude, right? Yeah, you you've just
2: got to, so the reality, and, and Ellie, I know Ellie's sitting next to me, but she knows this. She knows that, When I was diagnosed, I mean, it was pretty much, it was pretty bleak, if I'm being honest with you. I had more chance of dying in my first year than living. But that's, that's unfortunately, that's with most people who are diagnosed at my stage of bowel cancer. Bowel cancer is really curable. That's why I'm not banging the drum on something that like can't be fixed. Does that make sense? Yeah, when it's caught early detection. Absolutely. Like when bowel cancer is caught early. Yeah you can be cured from bowel cancer that's why it's worth shouting about you know I'm not not doing this like for no apparent reason the the problem is that by the time it was caught with me it was already in my lungs and now it's in my liver and the reality is that it's kind of like it's just a with me it's a case of like keeping the lid on it, yeah, and we know like there's great examples of people keep who are keeping the lid on it for years to come, and I'm very lucky that I'm treated at the Marsden and they are keeping a lid on it yeah. um, and you know i'm that doesn't mean um I, I also know that I'm lucky that my body's responding to it touch wood so far. Yeah. Um, she says desperately looking around. <laughs> um, but And I know that there's lots of people who haven't had that luck at the moment. But that's my plan is to kick, the, to kick the can as far down the road. But it did look bleak. And the reality is that I probably shouldn't be alive today. Statistics say that I shouldn't be. So therefore, you know. But Carry on going, you
1: live with cancer. Yeah, and, and, I, and you're just the most inspirational, <laughs> remarkable, funny, brilliant woman. I don't like <laughs> blow smoke up your ass for want of a better expression, but you are, and you just look so healthy. And I just love oh. your attitude. I love bow Babe. I think it's amazing. <laughs> when was that? born as it were that's the teacher in me yeah so when I I kind of had to step away from
2: teaching as much as it really broke my heart actually to do that Um, but mainly because if you work on the front line you know what it's like you have a job and if you don't turn up at like 7.30 in the morning somebody else has to cover for you of course and I'm, I'm not somebody who commits to something and then doesn't do it. Yeah. I find that really difficult. You know, if I've said yes to something, I would do it, um, even now with cancer. And I think I just had to realise that at that, that type point in time, as I'm being willed into have an operation, you know, 10, um, that I wasn't going to be like that reliable person that could work on the front line with the kids. Um, so I stepped away from it. And then I kind of thought I'd... Loads of people, because I was part of a teaching community. So I was saying, how are you? How are you? Are you okay? and actually that's really nice but then it gets really tiring yeah. kind of saying oh okay I'm repeating the story so I just started writing a blog and I thought what's the polar opposite what's the polar opposite to somebody with bowel cancer and it's like basically a fit chick with <laughs> who talks about shit sorry <laughs> I'm not allowed like, to swear I'm allowed to swear can, it's
1: fine <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely fine <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing is that what went through your head yeah <laughs> basically oh, brilliant it's right. <laughs> <laughs> it muffs <laughs> it's, it's fine yeah. it's fine yeah, she's heard it all before
0: um,
2: she's seen it all before yeah because I was like that's basically nobody talked because women did. women of my age of our age will talk about um, their breasts yeah. in a good way in a yeah. positive way you've got people like Chris Langer, uh Copperfield yeah. they're doing amazing stuff right they're getting people amazing. to grab their tits in a positive way mm-hmm. right it's brilliant yep. so I hope that when Ellie grows up she, you're not going to be worried about checking your boobs for lumps are you no exactly <laughs> no. no I mean
1: like <laughs> <as> fuck <if. laughs> seriously she's got to be on top of these
2: things exactly it's very and normal it, and it's really normal and it should be but then the
1: problem is is that other parts you know nobody we, talks about your nobody it, you're right. about and it you, just, you literally just brought, you know all of the taboos and all of that sort of fear of talking about your poo and about what's yeah. normal what's not normal and you're saving lives by doing this. Yeah, you actually are. You know? like, and I thought, I thought, it was, I thought I I, only shared my story really to show
2: that if it happened to me, it could happen yeah. to anyone. And that's the teacher in me. And then that, you know, became a column and, the, you know, a podcast and yeah. loads of different things. But I think what I realised and what I'm still realising is that every single day there are there are people like me being diagnosed. And we know that like a thousand people are diagnosed for any type of cancer in the country um, every single day which is quite a scary statistic (laughs) isn't it and um, with bowel cancer 44,000 diagnosed and it's the largest killer so this is the problem so bowel cancer and lung cancer as as a group of cancers will kill more women than breast cancer now and I don't get me wrong, I am totally down, I'm yeah. totally supportive. I've lost best friends through breast cancer, I've lost family members and I am absolutely behind all the campaigning yeah. with that. But we have to recognise there's other cancers. Of course. And we have to recognise women get other cancers yeah. and more women are dying from other cancers. Yeah. So that's kind of where I see myself fitting, if that makes sense. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, there are people doing amazing stuff with breast cancer, but that's not me. Like yeah. I, I'm gonna be shouting about all the other stuff <laughs> and dressing
1: up like a poo and dressing up on like your instagram poo. absolutely absolutely <laughs> and, and catwalking and strutting and dancing in your poo costume what do you think of mummy's um <laughs> uh, her her babe account firstly what do you think about mummy being bow babe cool it's cool You isn't think it's it? cool yeah are
0: you
1: you proud think... of her yeah and what do you think about mummy's poo costume was quite funny it's quite funny isn't it? I felt like you need like matching ones and, and you when do, like, she dancing and first
0: Tesco got it, yeah. I just wanted to get in it <laughs>
1: did you? yeah so quite. Nice. quite it's quite little it shows off Mummy's fabulous legs doesn't it?
0: yeah I remember when we once walked down to the woods in Mummy's pood costumes and she was like it was so funny because she was dancing and everything
2: yes. you, mean, you had to film me in my pood costume didn't
1: you? Oh, did yeah. you do the footage of Mummy coming up from behind the tree? yeah and are yeah. like oh. <laughs> It's so cute. That's proper bonding, isn't it? That's yeah. mum daughter bonding. Absolutely love it. <laughs> and what do you want to do when you get when you get a little bit older, Eloise? Be a done? fashion designer. Oh, you want to be a fashion designer. That's def- there's nothing else on your agenda
0: except for that. That's that is your main goal. If I'm not a fashion designer, I want to be either um well, I love organising parties. Okay. So like. Yeah, that's what I would Because, Mummy, you
1: do that, Debs. You organise a lot of parties too, right? We love parties. So, I mean, you. Yeah,
0: there's a party I want to
1: organise at. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that sounds good. Yeah. You can organise my wedding because I'm having. I'm really rubbish at organising anything. (laughs) So if you want a big party to organise, that's the one. So, Debs, when did you feel like it was the right time to talk to your kids about your diagnosis? So, I. Only did that when we knew what was going on. Yeah. So, um,
2: with bowel cancer, it's the, you have I had a colonoscopy so that was quite that's almost like the golden thing in terms of diagnosing and It's is basically a camera up your bum and when that happened to me they saw the tumour so they knew exactly what they were dealing with and they knew there and then there was cancerous but until you kind of get biopsies until you then have a plan maybe see a surgeon have an MRI you don't really know what's going to happen and you're not 100% certain it's cancerous basically until they get out of your body okay. and can kind of dissect yeah. it and so with me um, it wasn't until actually after I had um, a bowel resection where they took out um, nearly well a third of my bowel and um, they took out about a third of my bowel and then resected it. Oh, that was my first major operation. I've had others since. And it was at that point that we then knew it was cancerous because they saw my tumour and they knew it was cancer. Can you remember what happened when Mummy said... Can you remember back a couple of years ago when Mummy said, I've got cancer? Can you remember where it happened when I said, I've got cancer?
0: On the couch?
2: No, it happened at a restaurant. That's so interesting. Wh- why? So we t- we took you to the Olympic and told you there
1: i don't remember a single bit of that you don't do you know um, no do you remember being mummy being at home more and
0: oh yeah uh, and having conversations with some um because i wondered why mummy wasn't at work a lot mm. yeah i um, like at work so that's probably but when was your first
2: realization that i had cancer probably when i was eight when you were eight.
1: I thought you were just taking days off of work. (laughs) Mum is being really lazy right now. She's gone from one extreme to the next. Well, that's good advice for any parents who are stressing about telling their children, do not worry, they won't remember. (laughs) That really traumatic, that traumatic conversation that you've been sort of like (laughs) psyching yourself up for. Do you know, that's so interesting because in my mind, that's a massive deal.
2: How many years younger is is Hugo? So. Too.
0: Two.
2: he's two. he was. He was, should remember. He was nine at the time. He was my. Age. Yeah, he was now your age. I wonder
1: if he remembers. Oh, he's older. Yeah, he's yeah. older. Oh, yeah, he must. I'm sure he remember. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's really. If
0: I was nine, I would remember.
2: Do you think? Well, I thought you'd remember when you were seven, and you can't remember anything. I don't know why I was listening.
1: <laughs>
2: have you always been really open
1: and honest with yeah your- so
2: what i decided was that um so it's really interesting actually <laughs> hearing her say she can't even remember because in my mind it was really traumatic of course <laughs> so i just remember taking them and having to say mommy's got cancer and then actually when i think about it now they were more interested in that i think we then went on to watch a movie or something i think I think you were more interested in watching the movie. I think now when I look at it retrospectively. Did they know what cancer oh, no.
1: was, though? Did you have to? Did, they, did you think Hugo might have said, well, "What? What is cancer?"
2: I think you've. Do you know what you've always known what cancer is? You've seen it in movies, right? Oh yeah. 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 But do you have you always understood that people die from cancer? Oh
0: yeah. You Rachel... Oh. Yeah. Go on. You can say that. Rachel Bland died. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she was announced in a thing. In what? In the award-winning ceremony. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But how did that make you feel when you
2: found out that Rachel died?
0: Well, I was... I didn't... Fo- literally, um, we we were coming home and Hugo was like, do you know that that's happened? I was like, no, you're joking with me. Yeah. he normally plays jokes with me. I was like, oh, my God. I was, like, very confused. And I don't really understand, like why. But now I do. But does it does that make you worry? No.
2: Why not? Because you've had it for so long. Oh. <laughs> oh. But do you ever worry about me dying? No. Oh. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. It's really good to know, isn't it? It's like a positive yeah. attitude. Yeah. Yeah. That's cuz you're so positive, mum. Do, do you do you do you think do you just think oh can- my mum's got cancer? That's all right? No. Okay. But you just get used to living with your mum with cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to go to nice places. <laughs> You get a lot more time together now. It's really interesting because I've always been really open because from a teacher's perspective, I've seen it from reverse. Yeah. So what happens is basically um, if you're not that open with your kids, I've seen kids then make up the gaps and really freak out about it because they make up the they assume the worst mm. and actually sometimes the worst is is way worse than yeah. actually what the reality is and so some i just kind of assumed look i'm if i'm going to be open about it i may as well um that's the kind of strategy because i can't i don't want to just go around and hide it yeah. but i think that's really interesting i i just always assumed it was a bigger deal than what it was but it probably isn't <laughs> it's just living with cancer it's my life not theirs <laughs> <laughs>
1: To get started, visit plushcare dot com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> so what, what do you do though when there are those tough days, those down days, those kind of really crappy days? Because I mean, it, when I look at your Instagram, when I see you out and about, you never seem yeah. like you have those days. But we all do. We and all you, do. And you, you, you know, some, you you go to you go into treatment like often, you know, yeah. and you. You're taking medication every day. Every day, and yeah, yeah, that has side effects, yeah. and
2: I have, re- I do have really tough moments where I'm just knackered. Yeah. I would say energy and getting over operations, um, and it's really sad, actually. You know, it can you can to be honest with you, like I'm in a community, like an online community. Um, where people die and they do die and it's really sad to see that you know And Eloise mentioned Rachel and you know I've seen best friends die and it's really horrible because every single time you think am I going to be next yeah Um, but then I kind of I suppose you just have a bit of a choice and the choice is like I can be you can only be sad for so long yeah honestly I I actually think that because you kind of and it's good to be sad of course don't get me wrong I think it's really good to be sad and you have to kind of sit with that for a while and then you just I can't I get bored of being sad like yeah does that you know it does it does it does totally makes sense and like I'm not being dismissive of it because I appreciate like maybe I'm quite lucky to be able to bounce back like I would say I'm pretty resilient but I think I'm resilient because the alternative is so rubbish yeah like, I think the alternative is just like, well, I don't really want to live my life like that. Yeah. So I think you just could then go, okay, fine, pick myself back up. Like, but it is really hard, like, when your body doesn't work, when yeah. your body's, like, breaking down in front of you. Yeah. i will say that's really frustrating, um,
1: very much so. Because so. I think a lot of people, especially for me, I probably would go the other way. I think I'd go into a complete funk but I think that what's positive about you is that you you talk about it so openly you've got your podcast which is incredible you oh, know it's, you. I absolutely love it you've written your book yeah you know fuck you what's yeah, my book called can I, Del? can I
0: say it? yeah you can say it go on can I say the actual word? <laughs> you, have, you have everybody's blessing yeah God's blessing. the actual word yeah go on oh. what? <laughs> <laughs> um, do okay. it I don't want it okay F you cancer oh
2: she didn't
1: even say it that's so sweet (laughs) it's so cute you are so well brought up (laughs) such a good girl even though mummy was properly telling you to say it you don't need to say it it's fine we all know what it means
2: yeah, she she knows if she ever swore like yeah. I've got a potty mouth and she knows if she swears she
1: is in <laughs> serious trouble. So if you love sports. You're like a big you like running I and just keeping running. fit. I so love sports
2: are massive things. I've always used exercise as a way of just
1: to be honest m- keeping me mentally sane. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. About my head more than anything. Yeah. I mean, as good as your body does, you know, you get some yeah. good side effects with your, with your tummy and your butt, but <laughs> it's the head that just the processing, the managing yeah. stress, the picking myself up, yeah. increasing endorphins, all so, of that. And honestly, that's, that's kind of how I pick myself yeah. up. Yeah
2: like yeah. w- if I'm feeling really rubbish yeah. it's actually exercise that's my saviour. Because
1: I've w- listened to a podcast where you've actually run to a surgery. Yeah that's really common for me. I mean you just run to the Marsden. Yeah. But t- I play a 10k run. Yeah I
2: play these like head games with myself which I appreciate like anybody who's a psychologist listening to me would be like oh that's not very healthy. Because <laughs> I do I'm like ain't dead yet. Gonna run to the Marsden. Gonna run to the Marsden. But I kind of just think well if I'm about to be told that I'm gonna you know I've got more tumours then if I'm running there sitting you know if I'm sitting in my running gear in front of my oncologist and he's like "Mm, you know it's bad news it's spread to your liver this actually genuinely happened so I just run like I think it was the is the 8k to the Marsden in one of like my best times he then sits there and says you know bad news not what we're expecting it's it's run to your liver you know it's gone to your liver and I'm thinking well I've just run here so I am ain't dead yet (laughs) but it is it's like I get that it's not that healthy and I also get so one of the criticisms I get is that a lot of people, you know, I'm on daily treatment, and most people, you know, a lot of people on daily treatment can't get out of bed. So if they look at someone like me, that's just it's just not realistic. Mm. Um, but I get that I'm probably on the extreme end of things sometimes. But I've also it's sometimes about just turning up. So I'm like, yeah, I'm running, but really, I'm running it really slowly. Yeah. You know, not pressure, s- I'm not. am not smashing it. I'm pretty much just walking, like I'm just pretending I'm running because i like one gone, of those fast run.
1: waddle walk run things. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> in running gear, <laughs> in running gear, you feel fabulous. You have got your trainers on. But you talk about this in the book, right? So yeah. there's a lot of kind of myths that you sort of dispel because I didn't know whether when you did have cancer whether it was recommended to exercise. Because I mean, there's things that you hear, and then there's like things you're yeah. supposed to eat, and then supposed to do. And so I think there is no rhyme or reason. Everybody's very different. Yeah, and it really gets my back up. So right. I call it Eloise. I hold like just block your ears for for
2: two seconds. Okay, so I hate like basically wanky oh. wellness. Right. So like I call it wanky wellness. I'm not even sure whether I'm okay. I appreciate that, that's a bit wrong, but I really it really gets my back up. Like the whole. Oh, you know, if I'm vegetarian and if I if I exercise really well, I'm not going to get cancer, and I'm going to cancer-proof my life. And I'm like, I've been a vegetarian for 25 years, I have run marathons, and you know what? I've got bowel cancer. And I'm not saying I um I then throw the rule book out mm. because I absolutely advocate, kind of, you know, if you can prevent it, do it but at the same time like it really frustrates me when somebody said i cured my cancer because you know i i've done all this like nice stuff and i'm thinking no 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 you you were just really lucky yeah like and so so i get quite annoyed so i'm about research and the evidence and Really, be, being being knowledgeable about your choices, yeah, and then where where you can fight your corner and be a little bit kind of no, no, this is what I'm fighting for, is researching and understanding what are the best treatments out there. How do you find the best surgeons, the best oncologists? How do you know that you're on the best treatment plan for you? Um, and you know, have you researched that well enough? And where's the evidence? Yeah, and that's and and also then like looking after your body, um, in terms of exercise, yeah. And in terms of eating well, because if you can do the best that you can by that side, then you're going to give yourself the best chance to take all the crap that's thrown you in terms of treatments. But I really think it's, you know, every single day there's headlines of people who dismiss...
1: alkaline alkaline diets. Oh, yeah, that cure my cancer. And like, you know... I, it's an, it's a really tricky one because it's then you really start hard. then you start thinking i imagine that oh i i caused my cancer I caused my because cancer. I, yeah I ate too many burgers and you yeah. know didn't which have such, alkaline used a microwave all this kind yeah, of yeah
2: which is such a negative thought process and i think the first thing that people look for when they've been diagnosed is they think well what have i done wrong and the reality is that a lot of people haven't done anything wrong, yeah. um, and the last thing you then need is to be blamed for it. And I think it, it becomes really difficult if you then suddenly have these winners and losers, and the winners are the people that beat cancer, and the losers are the people that, that haven't. Because I guarantee you, for every person who um, you know beat cancer mm. through a alkaline diet, mm. there's somebody who tried it and everything didn't yeah and so i think it's it's just about weighing up your options and then then not criticizing people if they choose to do that that's fine but it's like you've got to have informed choices about what you're doing Yeah. yeah and then take whatever route you want so i you know sometimes get criticized for things like oh why are you drinking alcohol i'm like because you you, you're
1: not shy about coming forward about the fact that you like to have a glass of wine oh
2: good no you're like (laughs) life is short drink
1: all the wine
2: absolutely and people are like can you drink on like Chemo, and I'm like, well, a ask your doctor, but B, you know, I've got stage four cancer,
1: like, and I really enjoyed yeah. wine, yeah. <laughs> so, cheers, yeah. <laughs> a few, yeah, basically, <laughs> my choice,
2: absolutely. you know, and it's absolutely. my, and it's an informed choice, yeah, like, absolutely, you know, and y- y- it doesn't
1: mean we always then make the right decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Bit. i just i know that when you I, on one of the podcasts the, the episodes i'm listening to now you were just having the is it the ablation on your on my liver on your liver and it wasn't last drink he was like maybe not for a week <laughs> you're like okay I can, yeah i can do that <laughs> okay. like, can i fly <laughs> like, <laughs> just get away and celebrate <laughs> just go well, right, like, I love when, it. when can i drink yeah <laughs> <laughs> so girls before you go what are your proudest moments of each other what are your proudest moments of mummy do you think
0: Mm. Um when she uh she won something. I don't know what. She won an award? Yeah. Was it for I think it was like the like it's about her podcast.
1: Right. <laughs> what award was it? Do you know? Is it is it up on the shelf somewhere?
0: Or on no, the downstairs? I'm Lou? the only one of the
2: I'm the only one of the team that doesn't basically I I don't stay out. I'm like I go home before everybody else and mm. so the rest of the team are hardcore cool. mm. if we win an award they take it out till five in the morning right. I'm the one that's gone home at three which means that I don't have any of the awards oh no whoever was the last man standing has the awards <laughs> basically fair enough what award was that? Um, so both it includes well, trick awards so the trick awards the trick award. Steve has yes like I went home early <laughs> I didn't you know I am a party girl but I uh, that was know, a, lunchtime event, it he a lunchtime event they stayed out till five a.m. <laughs> stays out till five you know the fact that I went home at midnight I think I was doing quite well
0: <laughs> Love you,
1: Steve Bland. well done <laughs> oh dear and then have you got a moment a uh, for moment? Eloise I quite actually, like the fashion design this, situation is it one this week do you
2: know you did really really well I'm really proud of Eloise this year always i'm very very proud of you you won the award for endeavor this year at your school which is basically trying as hard as you possibly can and
0: before that i told daddy my test report and said you could try harder and then he said oh yeah i know you you proved me wrong yeah because you were like no you've tried your
2: hardest yeah
0: i said i tried my hardest
2: yeah So,
0: Eloise is learning,
2: you're learning how to work with your um, dyslexia at the moment, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing amazingly well, aren't you? Good. Yeah. You're like the biggest superstar I know because you're like rocking it. And so even though she finds like exams really challenging. Yeah. Actually, um, she, I've just had her school report and we went to see her teachers and she, they said how resilient she is and how she just gets on with stuff. So that's, that's my proudest things at the moment, isn't it?
0: Well, that's probably my proudest things in myself as well. Why is that? Yeah, probably. Aww. And I actually got a one in my report this year. Did you? Yeah. Aww. I got three.
2: Did you? Yeah. So, so. you're really proud of that? Yeah. It and it's be. just learning how to that you can actually do stuff, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Yeah. And she got no vibes. She got no vibes in her... Wow. Well
1: done. Thanks. Yeah. It's been really nice talking to you both you do have you enjoyed being in the studio yeah it's kind of fun isn't it yeah kind of fun with the microphone and the headphones are you you any good at singing no that's a shame do you want to try no i'm just gonna fail (laughs) no see microphones make you sound really good really (laughs) yeah they do so all like the big singers who are your favorite artists who are your favorite
0: um ariana Grande. oh
1: she's got a good voice
0: have you seen her in concert before? No.
1: Right.
0: Um, the Space Girls. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
1: That must be Mummy's Would you
0: really, 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 really,
1: really... <laughs> 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 there you go. <laughs> um... Yeah, that was... Is that what Mummy listens to? Does she turn out really loud and dance around and sing? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. My music choice is just
0: embarrassing. Who sang YMCA? <laughs> The village people. Oh, I like the village. People. Do you like the village people? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit disco. Yeah. I'mca.
1: Amazing. <laughs> I can't wait for you to throw a party, one of your infamous parties, yeah. and I'm hope that I get invited. And we will put on YMCA really loud. Yeah, yeah. Is that ideal. A shake y- on it. YMCA. Okay. Shake on it. Nice one. Thank you so much, Deborah James <laughs> and the gorgeous <laughs> Eloise. Thank <laughs> you. To, talk to you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Super cute. Fabulous is Britain's most read women's magazine and is packed full of affordable fashion and beauty, as well as exclusive interviews with our most loved female celebrities. It's also free every week in the Sun on Sunday. Join me next time on Things I Told My Daughter when I get another chance to meet an amazing mum and daughter duo. If you subscribe to the podcast on your app, you won't miss an episode. Tell us what you think of our podcast too. Please leave a review on your podcast app or talk to us on Twitter at FabulousMag. I'm Lisa Snowden and you've been listening to Things I Told My Daughter. Thanks for listening.